we've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show Glitterati. If you've listened to our show, I'm sure you've heard someone talk about their blueprint and we're like, what does that mean? Well, it's the secret code to creating a mind-blowing erotic ecstasy. And we have one of our favorite sex experts in the studio with us today. She's a top-level erotic blueprint practitioner here to break it down. Please welcome back to the studio, Caitlin V. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back and talking about one of my favorite subjects and also just excited to learn more about each of you all. Mm -hmm. Um, The Erotic Blueprints has a habit of... um, of exposing us. So I think I know what your blueprints are, but I cannot wait to hear your self-reported blueprint types. We will have to do that. You'll have to guess first. I was going to say, I, I don't want to say. say. We'll I, reveal just, the result. I fully just put myself on the spot and I stand by it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That okay this is amazing. Though. So yeah. So in preparation for this episode, we all took the quizzes as well as our partners did because our listeners are so familiar with us and, um, and our crazy sex campaigns, we thought they could, you know, at least see themselves in us a little bit today. But we're going to start with, um, so anybody who wants to do this quiz, you do have a link for them, right? Yes, I've got a link. Um, it's specific to me. So if you don't mind checking out the show notes and clicking on the link, taking the erotic blueprint quiz, it will give you your results as percentages. It's super easy. It's a really fun quiz to take. It kind of I mean, it opens up your mind with some of the options and questions that they ask. And it's fun to do with a partner. Um, Although definitely better to do solo so that you can answer, you know, for yourself. Yeah. And it's Uh, totally free. It takes like five minutes. So yeah, it's super um, short. And the so I want you to explain, but basically the gist of it, there's there's like five different sexual archetypes, right? So can you kind of explain to us a little bit of the history of what exactly this is, why it's such a valuable tool, and a little bit about each of the archetypes. Totally. So 
The erotic blueprints are like our roadmaps to eroticism. And there's sort of like different languages. And each of us has sort of our own combination of languages that we speak, a language that we're really proficient in, a language that we can speak, but we're maybe not as qualified or maybe not as practiced in speaking that language. And when I first heard them, I actually heard them on a podcast uh, from their creator, my mentor, Jaya, and I literally stopped in traffic which I don't recommend. No one listening to please don't stop in traffic, even no matter how loud you are by what we're about to share. Because when she shared my blueprint type, I fully got it. I was like, yes, that's me. I'm starving. I'm dying. I I need, and now I understand that it's okay that I have these needs and these wants and these desires and they make me totally normal. And there's a type with a name on it. And uh, there's hope. And I immediately signed I like drove home <coughs> the rest of the way safely and I went to their website and I signed up for literally everything. I was just like, take my credit card. I Tell me more. Like, what, what else do you know? So they're incredibly powerful. And the, the people who they are most powerful for, I think are the people for whom um, uh, like what they think of as eroticism and sex and what they've been taught qualifies as sex and sexy doesn't always work or doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're also really great. So they're great if you're single. They're also great if you're partnered. And if you're partnered and you and your partner have different like libidos, you know, is often kind of what we chalk it up to. We just have mismatched libidos. But often it's just that you have different blueprints and you haven't been able to build a bridge between your blueprints. So this is really powerful for getting our needs met, for like understanding what our needs really are, and also for creating hot, juicy sex with our partners. Okay, so I'll give you a quick rundown. Like Lizzie said, there are five erotic blueprints. Um, I'm going to give them to you in the order that I recommend you try testing them if you're not familiar. So this is the best way to also approach your partner with these blueprints, but there's no particular order. They're not hierarchical. They're all wonderful. So the first blueprint is the energetic blueprint. And the energetic blueprint is turned on by space, and tease and the the desire or the absence of physical touch mm-hmm. and the presence of an energetic connection. They like non-genital touch. They like feeling the energy in between people, but they also are very sensitive. They can be almost like a antenna. They're taking in all of this information all of the time and it can be very easy for them to short circuit maybe when a partner goes directly to their genitals with a ton of touch, they can totally fry. Their, 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 their antenna can just fry from all of the information. The best way to turn on and arouse an energetic is, and I apologize, podcast listeners, you'll have to watch this video on Patreon because I'm <laughs> going to do a little demo here. Yeah. Um, they are turned on by spacious touch, fingertip mm. light touch, feather light touch, and, and, and presence in that touch. Um, and like I said, they can be turned off by too much direct, intensity. Uh, their superpower is their sensitivity. They can have full body orgasms without even being touched. Yeah. Which, which kind is this? How do we become like this? This is the energetic. 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 Yeah. And they're right. like, they're very sensitive. If something is off between them and their partner, they can, they, they will feel that. And that may be, gets in the way of them experiencing their full erotic potential. But on the other hand, you know, these people are great fits for like tantric sex and mm. moving energy and feeling the connection between people. We'll, we'll get into all of that. Okay. Second type is the sensual blueprint. And the sensual blueprint loves 
closeness and touch and being turned on in their five senses, their sights and their smells and the tastes. And they can really luxuriate in pleasure for long and extended periods of time. I mean, like sensuals can do a massage and then a bath and then a cuddle and then a massage again. And, or, you know, maybe that, that they're more into having the exact right music playing in the background and the exact right sheets on the bed and the, the the if there's dirty dishes in the sink that just messes them up that has got to get taken care of for them to be able to like fully drop in. They also tend to be attracted to things that like are sensual in nature. So a good example is like you really know a sensual based on how they eat their food. Uh, they'll moan. They'll, they're moaners. They're total moaners. They can totally have like a, 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 a strawberry orgasm or like a sunset gasm, right? They can have non-body or non non-genital orgasms. And again, they can have orgasms without being touched. And again, for sensuals, they really don't love direct, intense genital stimulation from the jump. They like to be touched with a contouring hand, like a massage touch all over their body. Okay, so that's the sensual. Their shadow side is that they can lose an orgasm. They often can get stuck up in their head. They can be like so close to coming and then all of a sudden like, poof, it just goes away. What happened to it? Or a thought enters their head and then they can't get back into their body. So they respond to uh, more intense, don't not necessarily painful, but intense sensation, like a firm grasp, a firm grasp, or maybe like a spank on the butt to help them to stay in their bodies. So that is the sensual. They also can have sensual shadow. Like, you know, people, I, I see this a lot in my coaching practice where someone's like, I have to have a shower before or after sex. That can be a sensual shadow um, showing up. Mm. What do you what do you mean by a shadow? Like it's kind of oh great question. Yeah, when I say shadow, I don't want to say like they don't have a downside. You know, I don't want to call these negative aspects. These are more just like the shadow aspects, the the um, the hidden the aspects of each of the blueprints that we are less likely to um, honor and appreciate. Got it. Okay, kind of like the quirks. Like the, yeah, the yeah. Okay. And the stuff that like, if you, you know, if you hear that and you're like, oh my God, that's showing me I have that shadow side. Mm-hmm. That's great. That means that using the superpowers of the sensual and focusing on healing the shadow aspects is going to improve your connection to your eroticism. Got it. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah you get to appreciate wow, your superpower. Okay. I feel like listeners are already starting to see like where they're at here and we're not even mm-hmm. halfway through the mm-hmm. blueprints. A hundred percent. Well, so we're all the, we're all a combination. It's not like you're a hundred percent of any of these. You're like when you mm-hmm. take the quiz, it's like I'm thirty percent this, I'm twenty percent this, which is cool. like we're all a combination of all of them. Totally. And the quiz online will sometimes say you're a zero percent one, or you're you know you're thirty three, thirty three, thirty three, thirty three, all five. And the best way to source that information and figure out what your blueprint type is is going to your body. Because we tell ourselves lies and it's an online quiz. It's not perfect. It doesn't cover all scenarios, but we tell ourselves all the time, like, no, I'm not really into that. But like, if I test your body, which is what I did to sugar and the silver fox, we got to learn how their bodies actually responded to each of these touches. And then you actually learn that maybe like, you know, her left arm actually is really sensual, even though she may not consider herself to be sensual. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that. Let's get, this, I'll yeah, get through the so, rest of the so blueprint. Good. Oh, so, so good. The third blueprint is the sexual blueprint. And this one's really important because this is how most of us are conditioned. This is the blueprint that we were raised to believe was the only way to enjoy sex and eroticism. And 
the sexual blueprint is direct. They are zero to a hundred. They are simple. Sex is straightforward. Is it about, it is about genitals and orgasms. And it is like, just like turned on by naked bodies, XXX, porn, strip club. Like, you know, what we typically think of as sex is the sexual blueprint. Their superpower is their simplicity. Sex it can just be simple and straightforward and like not that big of a deal. They don't need all the, they don't need a playlist and they don't need an energetic connection. They like naked body genitals. Let's go. Yeah. I've dated guys like that. The it's, sex- it's nice when you just get naked and take a shower and they're like, hi. Like it's, that's, that's yeah. a superpower. I'm like, oh. I'm it totally that. is a superpower, <laughs> yeah. right? They're just like ready to go zero to hundred. Like yeah. I'm, let's Which can feel really nice down. for their partners. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it can also be for those partners who, who are more in the energetic or the sensual and are like, why are you jumping right to my genitals? Oh, you know, yeah, like get, get back. Why? Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you starting? Can you massage me for a while first? And then the sexual is going, Why? Yeah, but you're naked. Like, uh, no. Yeah, and because Shut they've up. been told that their way of doing sex is the way that sex is meant to be done, mm. they often don't understand that the other ways are equally as valid. Yeah, mm. um, they also like sexuals often need sex just like they need air, or as my friend's partner calls it, like rice, rice can be dolled up, it can be made into a million different dishes, but like it's just present. And it's just the foundation of the meals. And if you don't have anything else, you can just eat rice on its own. Or I've heard it compared to air. Sex is just like air. I need it. I need it to breathe. I need it to get by. It's like, it's it's not complicated, but it is a big part of my existence. And so for sexuals, sex can just be this ever-present need for them. And sometimes if they're in a relationship with like an energetic and they're always just trying to go for penetration, the energetic is frying. Mm-hmm. The sexual doesn't understand and feels... Like they're not capable of getting their needs met or maybe their needs are being treated as shameful or unimportant. Yeah. Um, There's but, somebody you know, listening so, right now that's like, that is so me. Yeah. 100%. Or I've been that's that my husband. Too. Yeah. Oh, you know? okay. oh my God, he just needs and wants sex and I'm not ready and I'd rather have quality over quantity, but he just sounds it every day. And, you know, the trick for them is figuring out a compromise where like, you know, maybe he meets his own needs through masturbation, but sometimes you jump in and you, you know, tweak his nipples while he jacks off or, you know, you give a show or like, you know, he, he does the same for you. I used to, um, get my partner to like, just come in and, and like choke me and lick my neck. I, I, you don't need to have sex with me, but I want to include you in something that is sexual or else I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm not um, not getting my needs met. There's like really just core basic needs of the mm-hmm. sexual blueprint. Mm-hmm. So that's the third blueprint. The fourth blueprint is the kinky blueprint. And kink is subjective. What is kinky to me may not be kinky at all to you. And what's kinky to you might be super kinky and taboo to me. It's whatever is taboo for you. And that can include psychological kink or physical kink. So often when we hear the word kinky, we think of like dungeons and whips and chains, but that is not the whole picture. I mean, that's not even a part of the picture. Like depending on how you were raised, or it is part, but it is not the biggest part. Depending on how you were raised, like doggy style and hair pulling mm. might be extremely taboo to you, right? And name calling, you know, you slut, you come dumpster. Like that can be extremely kinky. Role play can be super dumpster. kinky. <laughs> I, like I love that. that one in particular. I love that one. 
Uh, I think you're going to want mine. Do you particularly <laughs> love that one? I do. Okay. I like that one That's too. a favorite. To um, say or to be said to? Oh, to have that said to me. Both. Both ways. I got it. You too? I love that. Now, um, now you know what my archetype is. <laughs> I already knew. <laughs> I got yeah. you. Yeah. See, I just recently discovered that like it turns me off to be told I'm a bad girl and only turns me on to be told I'm a good girl. But that mm-hmm. is Which a could form be... of kinky. Yeah. That yeah. could be taboo too. Being a good girl can be taboo. Being validated in that way could be taboo for you. Mm-hmm. Because it's still, there's a lot of like power play in kinky, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're a good girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. But I right, like, that could like, be like the power play thing. Code for you know girl. you're a good you're such a good sub and you followed daddy's directions so good. Yeah. Mini segue. My what friend spanked my butt and told me I was a bad girl and I was like, "Don't tell me that ever again." That's a huge turn off for me. And he was like, "I'm so sorry." I was like, "I'm gonna cry." Do you really think I'm a bad girl? It's like, no, I was just. Okay, good. I'm just remember, so delighted that this is actually being videotaped because I'm so glad we just got Katie's facial reactions to what we were just talking about. Oh, yeah. It was kind of one of these. She was like, the fuck? Her eyes just... <laughs> I'm like, I have one of those faces that can't hide anything. You know what I'm thinking? Yeah, that's true. No, oh, I should or have been watching you more thing. as I was giving this blueprint rundown. It's okay. I, have, I took I have the a, test. I have a guess. Oh. You have a guess. Uh, I have a guess. Oh, we'll keep okay. going. We'll keep so going. the superpower of the kink blueprint is that they're very creative. You know, they can take a fork and turn it into a thousand different sex toys and create all these different sensations. And um, or, you know, they can they can whip up these incredible stories, fantasies, you know, even getting specific on good girl, bad girl, right? That takes a lot of creativity and play to even get to the point where you have that specific information on like your turn on. The shadow side of the kink blueprint is that it is the blueprint of shame. So people have, people who have, you know, shame around their kinks, um, or people can commonly have shame around their kinks, I should say. And then the other shadow side is that sometimes people need increasingly more intense kink in order to get off. So if you're used to like spanking and then you find that you can't really get aroused without spanking and then you need caning and then you need this additional play and all that. Again, there's nothing wrong that just can be a shadow side of the kink blueprint. And then so there's kink, that's blueprint number four. And then blueprint number five is the shapeshifter. And the shapeshifter has all four of the other blueprints. And they can have all four of their superpowers. They can have all four of their shadow sides. But the shapeshifter notably in our culture is mostly told that they are too much. And this is what clicked for me and why I stopped my car in the middle of an intersection. Because the blue, the shapeshifter needs to have all four blueprints met. But they often shapeshift to meet their partner. So if you're with a sexual partner, you shapeshift into the sexual blueprint, and but you're starving for energetic. Or you're with an energetic partner and you're starving for sensual. And when you try to get all these needs met, especially you know within a, a, a relationship where someone is one blueprint or maybe two, they can come back at you and say, you know, like you have too many needs. You're asking for too much. And so shapeshifters are often very hungry. And that was me sitting in the intersection a starving shapeshifter who had absolutely no idea that, you know, my superpower was I was capable of speaking in all four of these different languages and that I had been constantly shaping myself into what each of my partners needed without actually having the tools and the language 
to ask for my needs to get met, plus the shame of feeling like my needs were just too much. And so keeping myself like down and small. And that is when the, the like switch totally flipped and it just clicked. And here I am today. Yeah. Wow. That's why it's so interesting to hear you talk about it after taking the quiz for the first time today. Why do you say that? Because this interesting information, I like the sciencey part of it. And I'm looking at my results and my husband's results. And I'm really excited to dive more into um, why we don't connect as, you know, we're not on the same page as far as our blueprints. Mm. You get that? I had a, yeah, I had, I know we've been watching you take notes, Katie. Katie's like, fuck yeah. That's why this tool was like so powerful for me. And I was the same way, Katie. I was like, I wanted to know everything about it. Because I was very similar to you, Caitlin, when I took, when I took the quiz and when I heard, heard it talk about like, I was a kinky person, but I thought there was something wrong like I, that shadow side was really there until I was able to identify it. And I'm thinking like, I'm not really into physical kink. It's not like, I like, I like to be lightly spanked and, you know, lightly choked and stuff like that. But it's really the psychological kink. And my fantasies can be extraordinarily taboo, like really taboo. And it took me a while to end, you know, 200 episodes of Clip Talk to really be able to, let go of that shame and um it's really interesting because the first time I took the quiz like right when I first started dating the wizard I was actually 50% key and almost like none of the like very low percentages of all the other ones and it was interesting because you were saying something earlier about how I don't know what exactly you said but something clicked for me in that I think also a part of my last relationship, I was like leaning into the kink in a way that was blocking like the different percentages that I actually, I think I'm actually more balanced than 50% kinky. I'm definitely still mostly kinky, but when I retook the quiz after having been in the relationship I'm in now and having him be much more, um, he's basically like sexual, just like, and like sensual. Um, yeah, I was going to guess that the wizard is sexual. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of like, like, and when he retook the quiz, his kinky percentage is way up. Mine is down. Like, since we've been together, we're more mm. balanced because we're both, you know, willing to meet the other one's needs because we know about this technology. And I want to dive even deeper. I want to. Well, I wanna you hear. also have a very open dialogue and yeah. are able to have very um, productive and effective conversations in the realm of sex and sexuality. So that's also very unusual, I would think, to be able to like, you know, I think some, for well, at least for me, I would think that, you know, I've never even thought about this. I've never heard about this. And, you know, we definitely do our best to fulfill each other's needs, but there's definitely a lack, you know, there's definitely like a missing, you know? So. Mm. Katie, what are your and your partner's blueprints? Um, so mine, I'm, so it said that I'm kinky, but I'm equal parts kinky, sexual, and energetic. Like exactly. They're all 26.6%. 
And what did you think after hearing my description? Which one resonates the most? Um, the kinky does resonate the most. And the sexual, just the part about what you said about how that's how, what we're taught to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is 50% sexual, 0% kinky, mm-hmm. 8% energetic, And then I was also 20% sensual, which is, um, I feel like I should send these in a chat to you so you can look at them. But um, (laughs) but I'm a 0% shapeshifter and he's 25% shapeshifter. And in the quiz, the way that the questions ask about the shapeshifter are typically like, do you want more than one things at a time? Mm. The shapeshifter in the quiz is someone who really is like, yes, I want that and also that. Mm. Mm. And sometimes that is accurate, but sometimes... You know, it's a quiz, right? It's an online quiz. And right. so we have a propensity to answer in a way that confirms our identity. But mm-hmm. when I get the, you know, all the toys out and, or you get the toys out and you have the feather whip on his face and then you're grabbing his junk and then you're spanking him with the flogger all at the same time. And he's like, whoa, this is too much. So you'd be like, well, maybe you aren't shapeshifter in this way. Mm-hmm. The other right. piece that is important to keep in mind is that we stack our blueprints. So Sugar, my guess for you is that you are sexual forward followed by sensual, kink, energetic, sensual, sensual, kink, sexual. Like we all have sort of an order that we like our blueprints and our bodies and our eroticism to be approached in. Was I right? Am I wrong? What do you think? Why would you think that you would know these things about me, Caitlin? (laughs) Well, and interestingly, like, I mean, I did test your your cute little bod (laughs) with all my toys. I brought them over in a bag and got sugar on the massage table. It was seriously one of the raddest sessions I've ever done with a practitioner. It actually sounded really cool. Like something really sciencey and interesting. We made it our Friday night date night. We had dinner. We had Caitlin V. We were in like our beautiful living room with a massage table with all the toys A-B testing all night. Katie, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's your dream date. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do it. I would like it. I want to do it. And no, I will will happily do that for everyone. And one of the things that I did is I taught them how to do the A-B test on each other, Mm. right? Because I was practicing this for a TV show that we're going to talk about eventually on the podcast when I'm allowed to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. I had to lead couples through this in a way that was sort of unique because on the show, I'm not, I can't touch anyone. I'm not licensed to touch anyone. And so I had to guide a partner through the practices. Uh, And so they were kind enough to let me guide them, but I'd love to do this with all of us and I can guide you and your partners through the AB test. And I want to share what the AB test is because I think it's an important skill that all of us can learn that when we are trying to get feedback from our partner or give feedback for what it's worth in a sexual encounter, that also puts us up in our head. Because I'm trying to describe using words, which are in my human brain, right? When all sex and pleasure and all that's really kind of located throughout the brain, but specifically all the way back in the lizard brain. I'm trying to use my human brain to say more to the left, but a little softer and slower. And could you make a circle instead of, and why are you using the the finger in that way? Like, it's very hard for us to give all of that feedback in real time. And also for us with male partners, we can be really afraid of damaging their ego too, because they don't know. And we don't always take feedback. It's not really just a gendered thing. All of us are like, oh my God, you don't like the way that I rim you? No, my identity. 
So the AB test gives us an opportunity to say, I like touch A or I like touch B. Oh and my so, God, this is so amazing. Oh, <laughs> like everyone is, should do this. Yeah. You should, hundred. everyone 100% should be doing this. So the yeah. idea is that you make a small adjustment. So I'm a scientist, right? You have to just adjust one variable at a time. So it could be like, let's say nipple licking, for example, right? A could be I lick up and down. And B could be I lick left and right. A could be I lick one, two, three, four, five, six. And B could be one, two, three, four, five, six. We adjust just one variable at a time. And as we're going, our partner's responding in kind, and then we make another adjustment based on that and another adjustment based off of that. And what ends up happening is they are able to get out of their head because just saying A or B does not require the whole thinking brain, the whole beautiful organism, right? And it's such a non-critical way of giving feedback. Because, oh, you know what? I actually really like both of them equally. Or, you know, I actually don't really like either one of them. It creates sex as a lab experiment. Mm. And with lower stakes, then I've got to get you off right now in this way that we've pre-selected. Because you're both playing the same game. You both agreed to like, oh, yeah, we'll play this A-B thing. Oh, my God, that's genius. One of, the things, one of the things that uh, Sugar said that you told her is that it's not intended to be a sexual experience. It's intended to be more like experimentation. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. I feel like that takes the pressure off of it. Mm -hmm. Like where it, I really do think that it is open to anyone who's just curious. Yes. And it doesn't have to end in penetration. Right. for a lot of us, especially if you're the energetic or the central blueprint, going into something feeling like penetration is going to be expected can put a ton of pressure and can get us into a more tense, less relaxed head state. And for someone who feels that they need to get their partner off or at the end they need to perform, they're bringing that tension into the environment. So yeah, right. absolutely. Orgasm is not the goal especially if you're in the energetic or sensual blueprint, you may have versions of orgasms just by, because again, we're not even really, you know, except for when we're touching the sexual blueprint, we're not really doing a lot of direct genital contact. You know, that's another thing that's really important to keep in mind. When I do this, I'm testing the entire body. I'm testing the neck and the outside of the arms, the inside of the arms. I'm testing specifically the left side versus the right side. I'm testing, do you like if I stroke across your belly, under your belly button, over your belly button, from this hip bone to that hip bone? Do you like it if I stroke in a straight line versus in a squiggle versus in a random versus in a circle? You know, the human body is so specific in what it enjoys, but I think we often look at it as sort of a, a whole and maybe we break it down into like seven component parts instead of seeing that like the inside of your elbow versus the the backside of your elbow versus the left and the right, the up, down. Like there's just, there's so much surface area to play with and to learn. Mm-hmm. So I just want to clarify something for our listeners. So we were kind of, we're kind of talking about two things, just in case anyone's mm-hmm. confused. We're talking about one thing, which is a free online quiz that anybody can take with the link in our show notes. And then right. now we're sort of getting into a conversation where Caitlin, you are a highly trained coach that is leading people through a, a this is an in-person exercise like test that you do with people. Is there a name for it? The AB test. 
It's, we can so it's also literally call it, just called the AB test. The AB okay. test. And okay. I use the blueprints. So thank you, because we are giving a ton of content. And yeah. this is a lot of useful information, but please don't feel like you have to try to implement all of it at once. Yeah. There's an okay. eight-week Caitlin's blueprint very course. trained in doing this for people. Don't try to do this yeah. at home alone. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. Uh, just take the free quiz. It's five Take the quiz, go to the link. And if you're interested, purchase the blueprint course. It's amazing. I mean, you get eight modules. It takes between eight and 16 weeks. Usually they recommend for someone to go through it. And there's tons of erotic blueprint coaches if you want help that will see you alone, see you and your partner. They can guide you through the A-B test online over Zoom and they can take notes for you while you're doing it. So you can learn like, you don't have, you can stay just totally present or they can record it so that you can look back at it later. The, there's sort of two ways that we can do this on body work. One is the AB test, which is just developing this AB skill. And then the other is blueprint mapping, which is saying which parts of your body respond to which blueprints in which order. And so the blueprints is like a fractal. The more you get into it, the more that you'll see it. And then you'll see it all over your life. So Katie and Lindsay, you may see, and Sugar, you too, actually, but because they're so kink dominant, you will find that you are kinky in other areas of your life. Like Lindsay, you are totally kinky. I knew you were kinky before you told me you were kinky because oh. I see the way that you tease and play with your friends. Oh, and yeah, you, you do. You, you do so in a kinky way. You kind of like, uh, yeah, you, yeah. you'll like, you'll tickle them or sort of like ribbit them or whatever, right? Like, but it's you, not you sexual. Do it in like a, it's not sexual yeah. at all, but yeah. it's still kinky. And what happens, one of the ways that we can create erotic tension with our partner is in that sort of like playfulness with them, right? Like you love to make your friends laugh and you get really playful with them. Right. And you can be, you can like, you know, rib them. And that creates tension. And when you do this with a partner, it can create erotic tension. And the kinky blueprint loves living in that like sort of, ooh, like erotic tension. What is going to happen? Am I going to get punished? Are you going to get <laughs> mad at me? You know? So I see that, that. And the more that you learn about the, your blueprint, the more you yeah. will see it all the time. I'm sensual. Like, look at the wall behind me, my fingernails, my hair matches my shirt. Like the sensual, I'm, I'm actually a shapeshifter, but I'm very sensual forward. And so mm-hmm. my entire office is full of soft, fuzzy blankets and like sensual things that fulfill me. And once I learned that I was essential and I gave myself permission to love having my soft, squishy things around me all the time and things being beautiful and looking beautiful, I was able to integrate that part of me. So well, it's everywhere. Really, so I'm curious, mm-hmm. what did you, what do you think my second is? Because I think you might be. I'm surprised. So my initial guess would have been sensual. But I saw your room recently. My bedroom? And I know I looked. You told me not to look. I looked. I'm kinky too. (laughs) I looked. Um, And I also learned about you recently that you have a um, really incredible connection. um, Like a psychic connection. Mm-hmm. And so I actually wonder if your second blueprint is energetic. So it's but actually my second think. is sensual. So I'm so I used to be 50% kinky and like like 11% everything else. Now I'm only 36% kinky and I'm 32% sensual. Mm, does that feel right and, for you in the way that I described it? Well, I think it's I think it's the wizard's influence because I the sensual is where you like to be teased, right? Energetic. That's energetic. So I'm then uh-huh. my next one is 21% energetic. 
I think I I'm more the central, kinky and energetic. I see your central show up more in like the way you dress and okay. you always have like your lipstick and sensuals also a great way of knowing sensuals is they wear lip gloss. Like yeah. the sensuals in my experience in like a room of sensuals, like there yeah. there will be more lip glosses than people. Glass. Or be, lip balms. They'd be flossing with gloss. Mm-hmm. I'm listen. But I'm, it says I'm I bet literally I have three in the drawer here. Zero percent sexual. Lip gloss on right now. Crazy. Zero percent sexual. Interesting. Zero Does that resonate? Uh, Based on what I shared. Yeah, I think so. But that's crazy because the wizard is like his number one is sexual. I'm like, are we just doomed? Like what? Well, ha- no, I think the wizard. My experience of the wizard is that he is just pretty straightforward. He has a human being. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. he's he's sort of direct. He doesn't like sugarcoat things necessarily. He's like, you know, he sees the problem, he gets it solved, he gets right to it. Yeah. You know? But I think yeah. he definitely has a sensual side. And I think that also comes out in the way that his like artistry and his, the way that he creates things. Mm. Um and when he dresses, you know, mm-hmm. when he gets when he when he shows up becomes like the in, wizard. In, when he becomes like the full wizard wizard. wizard. There's the certainly wizard, a sensual wizard. quality. Yeah, him. totally. Well, and I mean, so especially because would... the lighting as well yeah. that he does in like totally. flashbacks, like the central loves lighting and beautiful artistry atmospheres. Exactly. So, well, I guess what I was yeah. getting at was for any of our listeners who really feel as like, and I think Katie was pointing to this: mm-hmm. if you and your partner, um, if there's like a huge disparity between mm-hmm. your archetypes, like what are some things that you can do to? to make your sex life work Mm -hmm. if you really are like opposite archetypes. So the first thing I'd say is once you know your blueprint, fill your own cup first. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a sensual, I can fill my space with sensual things and then I'm not looking at my partner all the time. Like you have to massage me because my sensual blueprint is put. I can begin by meeting my, like I can say, hey babe, like the next, if you say, hey Joshua, um, who who his blueprints have really merged over time as we've done this blueprint work together. We're we're like such a testament to how those things can shift. I dragged him to the first blueprint event. Like the blue I was like, we're not having enough sex. Jaya, you fix him. And then we we went upstairs, we tried AV testing. It didn't go well. I ended up crying in the hotel staircase. The manager came to check on me because I was wailing so loud. I was like, my sex life will never work. And I'm a sex coach and I can't fix it. And Jaya's not fixing it quick enough. Like that was, so anyone who's listening, who experiences that fear, don't you worry. And he was not necessarily into it. Like he was, I mean, he he was, in, he was there to support and he was there to learn, but he wasn't sharing in my intense urgency that our sex life <laughs> must get fixed or that there wasn't anything necessarily wrong. Um, so I'd say fill your own cup first because that's certainly what I had to do as this hungry shapeshifter who was like, just coming at my man, like do me now any way that you will. I don't care. I'll play any card. Like I'll meet you wherever. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> To know where we are. So anyway, so so fill your own cup first. But then the thing that I mentioned earlier about stacking is like part of it is figuring out what's your entrance into eroticism. Because if your partner's always going genitals first and you need energetic connection, breathing and uh, and like eye contact. Yeah. Then knowing that and saying, yeah, we're, we're, the sexual also needs to know that sex is going to happen. 
the sexual needs to be reassured to let their nervous system chill because otherwise they're like, is there sex? Because I need sex because it's like air. I'm holding my breath. Am I going to breathe later? I need to know I'm going to breathe. Mm. So if you can say to them, you know, hey, I, I, in order for sex to happen, I need to do some like breathing and eye gazing and maybe like some massaging and like, hey, this is sort of the roadmap to my eroticism. And sometimes, yes, we can get straight to sex. I can I can do that. We we can do this together. So it's partially healing your own your your own blueprint, filling your own tank, looking at where you experience those shadows and where there's an opportunity for healing for you and for your partner, and then meeting them in the different blueprints, expanding into the different blueprints. You know, say you are an energetic sensual and your partner is a sexual kinky. This is like one of the most common pairings, by the way, an energetic sensual with a sexual kinky. I mean, even my cats, one is definitely energetic sensual and the other is sexual kinky. (laughs) (laughs) And this was me and my partner and the fact that that's where I was starving as a shapeshifter was the energetic sensual. We learned how to speak each other's languages And the more that we showed up for each other in that way, the more bridges were built between us. And as you were saying, like the more that our blueprints started to shift because once those needs started getting met and that hunger was filled, we were able to expand and try new things from a place of abundance Mm -hmm. and feeling satisfied. Mm -hmm. And often when we're not feeling satisfied, it's really hard for us to imagine expanding into the other blueprints because, damn it, we're just hungry, you know? I feel like me hosting Clit Talk podcast is an expression of my kink because I'm like, shouldn't be allowed to do it. Oh, that's so cute. I actually was curious about this, Katie. Like, hey, sister, kinky goddess. When I saw your results, I was like, this is why we're friends. (laughs) But like, (laughs) I was like, like, before this, I ran out to like cure my hiccups, but I'm in my underwear and I like have no bottoms on because it's so hot, but my driveway is completely exposed to my neighborhood. But I was like, no one will see me. If or they if do. they do. I know. Whatever. I always walk around and I still cured ran. Your, you cured your hiccups in the kinkiest way possible. Ooh. It did. Oh. Yeah, you also wanted to go. You were like, "I'm gonna go choke on some sugar to to cure my hiccups." I'm like, I feel like there's a less kinky way to cure. Yeah, hiccups. she deep throated a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> she did. Do you I'm, just look? My like, mom taught sh- me how to do that. It's the Mary like, Poppins you, way of you know curing a spoonful of sugar. Hiccups. I want to know what your mom's blueprint is. I feel like your mom's like maybe she taught you the way. She's like lead with kink, Katie. It's the yeah. way. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> yourself. Like, were you surprised when it said you were kinky, Katie? Yeah, I was like, what? And does it, um, after after hearing Caitlin's like description, does it resonate with you? And like, in what way? Like, I'm so curious about this. Yeah, well, it resonates in the two ways that I just mentioned of like doing things that I'm not supposed to be able to do and then like resisting mm-hmm. doing them and then like getting me to a place where I do it. Mm-hmm. Is that like teasing? Is that, that's not the kinky one. Well, though, so, so the blueprints also can blend. So you can uh-huh. have energetic and kink together. I and, think those are my top two is mm-hmm. the energetic and the kink. Yeah. And often that's more about tease and anticipation. And maybe like one one of the examples is like this sort of like dark energetic, like you feel like you're being like stalked or desired, but they're not actually closing mm-hmm. in on you, but they're like just looking at you. Like I'm going to devour you like a tiny little bloody piece of cake later. Ah, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> that is that is yeah. both energetic oh and God. kinky at the same time. And by the way, sensual and kinky can come together. Like if you love the smell of leather and you love the feel of a boot on your skin, like there these. It's it's useful to think about them individually, but once mm-hmm. you really see them individually and you begin to master them and see where they show up across your life, you can see where they also kind of flow into one another. And it mm-hmm. can be really fun to find the places where they intersect for you. Well, I'm almost equal parts, all four of them, except for 0% shapeshifter. <laughs> mm, so. Well, it's ironic. So right. you need to do the A-B test. Yeah. I need to do the A-B test. Yeah. We need to have an You're A-B coming test over, party. Yeah. Right. I'll be there. And I have so, I have a weird hunch just because I've known Ethan since I was 18. I actually think that he is occurring, like from taking the free quiz, I feel like he's occurring as sexual because he's been programmed and hasn't yes. had the freedom to actually discover what his sexual archetype is. And no, if you I think did this, this test is yeah. already opened a lot for us already. I mean, and he took the test with me. We were driving. Cooper was crying in the background, driving on the highway. Yeah, and I was asking because we had to do him before this recording. And um, and so he did just answer them like the first answer that came to his head, you know? Yeah. So I and men are socialized, sexual, you know? Uh, women too, but men especially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there was a couple of times where I felt kind of bad. Like when we were leading our five day, I was definitely feeling more sexual and we were having sex like twice a week, which is like probably, it's a, that's probably the most for us. And that was, he talked about that because there was a question about, you know, um, you're not getting enough of what you want. Mm. And um, so there's definitely something to look at. And I think there's fun things to find within our blueprints that will completely, you know, have that disappear. They do um, the A-B testing. Yeah, I think it's such a powerful tool. And and Caitlin, you're such an extraordinary coach. Thank you so much for coming on and really breaking this down for us and educating us. Um, And I think it's such a powerful tool for any, anybody really to have this knowledge about themselves so that they can, they can really be have the knowledge and be a stand for what they need in a sexual relationship. Because I think so many people have this aha moment when they hear about the erotic blueprint, they're like, oh, that's what I've been missing. So it's it's really powerful. Um, and, and what is your link again? So that when people take the free quiz. Yeah. What is your, what is your link? And what's it, the best I don't way have like for- a cute, um, way of shortening it. But I will say that you can go to my website, which is Caitlin V, -V C-A-I-T-L-I-N-V.com. And if you fill out my contact form, I'll make sure that you get it. And it will be in the show notes for this episode. And I should turn it into a bit.ly or whatever link shortener. I haven't yet. I can help you with that. And and, and Caitlin, um, just, I know you've been on the show before. Briefly, I know you've come on in a very unique capacity for us, but please remind our listeners what the type of coaching that you do do, the best way for them to follow you, to work with you, if anyone would like the opportunity for that. What's the best way for people to connect to you? Thank you for asking. So my name is Caitlin V. You will find me mostly on YouTube at Caitlin V, or you can search Better Sex Coach. Um, if you have trouble spelling my name, I don't take it personally. That's why I made sure to get another hashtag, uh, better sex coach on YouTube. You can find me giving out daily sex advice on Instagram and on TikTok. 
TikTok. Um, my main specialty and my sort of like claim to fame uh, in the coaching world is men with performance anxiety and premature ejaculation. But obviously, I um, enjoy talking about all of the many, many aspects of sex and sexuality. I am not currently offering coaching. Um, but if you are interested in being linked up with a coach who specializes in the erotic blueprints, I have got so many amazing coaches I can link you up with. So go to my website, caitlinb.com. And if you take the erotic blueprint quiz that will be in the show notes and you have questions or you want some guidance, I also highly recommend that you check out the course itself, the erotic blueprint um, course. It is, it's, it's a, it's a heavy lift in my experience. I think that having some um, having some guidance is really, really beneficial. Um, but in the erotic blueprints don't exist inside of a vacuum either, right? Like you need support in learning about yourself and your self-discovery process. And you need support in learning how to communicate your needs and know your needs as well. So consider this in the arsenal of your tools. And I hope that the description that I gave you today will help you just to know that you are above all things normal. Mm. Very well said. Amazing. Thank you so much, Caitlin. You're amazing. And um, with that, Clitorati, we're going to see you next Tuesday. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the wait list to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.